Home affiliate fans, we have some great news. Dave Holmes and Matt McConkie, hosts of the critically acclaimed Earwolf podcast, Homophilia, are celebrating the release of their new spinoff, Momophilia. In this show, Dave and Matt sit down with notable experts on LGBTQ plus issues and celebrity allies with a history of support for the community. You can expect guests like psychologist and theologian Matthias Roberts, who specializes in queer people and their relationships to spirituality, the one and only June Diane Raphael, and so many more. Momophilia plus ad-free new episodes of Homophilia are are available only on Stitcher Premium. To listen, sign up at stitcherpremium.com and use promo code PYHT for a free month trial. What's up, Put Your Hands Together listeners? Rhea Butcher here. Just wanted to let you know, if you want to come see me, you can. I'll be in Jamestown, New York on August the 8th for the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival. And Saturday, August 10th, I'll be in San Francisco at the Outside Lands Festival, if you happen to be at that. I'll be performing around 4 in the afternoon. On Friday, September 6th, I'll be at the 208 Comedy Fest, The Knitting Factory in Boise, Idaho. And on Sunday, September 8th, I'll be at the XOXO Festival in Portland, Oregon, giving a talk, not doing stand-up. So you should come to that. And Thursday, September 12th, I'll be at the North Door in Austin, Texas. Friday the 13th, I'll be in Houston, Texas at the Secret Group. And Saturday the 14th of September, I'll be at the Howlin' Wolf in New Orleans, Louisiana, and that Sunday, September 15th, I'll be at the Ready Room in St. Louis, Missouri. You can get tickets and more info for all of these shows at RiaButcher.com. And I have plenty more shows coming up. I'll be in Toronto in October, and I'll be in D.C. in December. So please keep looking back at my website and come support live comedy when you can. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and I'll see you out there. Hey everybody, producer Ryan here. Um, This is it. This is our final show, our final episode of Put Your Hands Together. Uh, I wanted to record a real quick thing thanking a bunch of people, but as I was writing it out, I was like, you know what, I just want to thank you guys, the listeners to the show. I had the pleasure of meeting a bunch of you in different cities over the years, and I'm sure I'll meet some of you in passing in the future. Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening to the show over the past um, six and a half years or whenever you started listening to it. I hope you were able to discover some new comics through the show, and I hope the show meant something to you um, because it meant a lot to me. Uh, All right. Enjoy the show. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UTV! Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh. It's our final show ever. We're so happy you can join us. We've got the top ones. Please put your hands together for your host, Rio Pancho! everybody thanks for coming thanks for coming thank you high fives now i stepped on you or your bag what's up what's up good to see you 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 thanks for sitting on the edge of the fucking stage man in the front on the floor second row second row second row second row First, let's give it up for Ryan McMenamin in the booth. 
He is the producer on this show. These are not my notes for right now. <laughs> he is the producer on the show. He makes the podcast happen. He does the announcement every week, and he crushes it. He brings me out like I'm a WWF superstar. I'm soon to be 37. I'm not going to call it WWE. Also, I mean the animals. <laughs> Give it up for Ryan. I love that dude. He's made the show possible. He has put out albums by comics that have been on this show. That is a thing. That is a fucking real thing. He has put out albums by comics who have done their first stand-up set in Los Angeles on this show. Do you know how important that work is that Ryan McMenamin has done? He's put out people's comedy. <laughs> he still fucking does it. He's doing it right now. And also, I want to thank Hannah Settle. Who's been working on the show for four years, which is a majority of the show at this point. The first two years were almost nothing because Hannah wasn't a part of it. <laughs> Hannah told me backstage, she was like, this is my longest relationship. <laughs> I love you, Hannah. You have vastly improved this show. It was a wonderful show to start out with. But once you came on, it was so much fun. It's so great to hang out with you. We're friends. Me and Ryan are friends. I've made friends for my life on this show in Ryan and Hannah. They're amazing. Hannah lights everybody. Hannah tells everybody what they need to do. She literally has gotten comedians jobs. She has gotten them agents. She has gotten their asses on television. Do you know how important that work is? Because of this show. And she has literally done it because that's what she wants to do. Not because she's like, I'm going to get something out of this. She's like, no, this person should be on TV. She literally told me today when we interviewed her, she asked me what comedian I was really impressed by, and it's one of the comics that she booked on this fucking show. <laughs> she's that smart and good! <laughs> so give it up for Hannah Settle one more time. And this lineup is a bunch of great people, but I also, I just want to take, like, this show is also a podcast. Many of you probably know that. And, like, a lot of people did not want to do that because they were like, <laughs> but I can tell you that from at least my experience, but I have had comedians tell me this, that they've gone and done shows in other places and people have come up to them and been like, I came to see you because of Put Your Hands Together. And that was the whole point! <laughs> and it wasn't just for comedians to, to, like, you know, sell more tickets or whatever. It was literally for people in places that couldn't get to comedy shows like this to get a comedy show every week that it, they could at least listen to, you know? And that's what they did. I have toured the country. I haven't really left the country very much because I'm from Ohio and I'm scared. <laughs> Also, they just haven't booked me in other places yet. I'm at the mercy, and I'm terrified. I have been to Ireland, though, which kind of feels like Ohio. <laughs> and people have come up to me and told me what this podcast has done for them. 
And what it's done for them has gotten them through terrible times in their lives. And it's gotten them through good times in their lives. And it's gotten people through basic training. Queer as fuck people in basic fucking training who might have been banned from the military now, but they fucking did it. And they listened to this show and they listened to you guys laughing in the audience and they felt a little less alone. And that was the whole fucking point of this whole fucking thing. And people have come here on their honeymoons. To which I'm like, come on, go to Disneyland or some shit, man. It literally, people have come here for honeymoons, and that's the only thing they're doing. And I'm like, please tell me you're getting tacos or something. People have had kids. We did a show after the Pulse shooting. We did a show after the trans military ban. And we did a show on election night. This show has spanned six and a half years. And those six and a half years are a big six and a half years. A lot of shit has happened. Not just in the world, but like in our lives. Every single person in this room has gone through a lot of shit in the last six and a half years. Every single person sitting in here has gone through so much shit just to get them here right now. We're all here together right now. And I'm so grateful for this audience right now and every single audience member that has ever sat here for this show when there were 10 people in the audience, when it was full with people sitting on the floor, when people were like, what the fuck is this? When people were like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. Typically, both those people were in the same audience at the same time. (laughs) But all of it has led to this moment right now where we get to watch a bunch of people be funny and then we get to go out into the night and be like a little bit happier in our lives and a little bit kinder and treat each other with a little more tenderness because this show existed and you were here and you'll remember and we all have that tonight and anybody that's ever been in this audience. So I just wanna say before I talk about some dumb shit (laughs) how grateful I am for all of those moments that have led me to this exact moment right now with all of you sitting in here, excited to be here. And if there's anybody here for their first time, holy shit, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) And I don't just mean somebody that's like, I gotta get there. I mean somebody that's like, I'll go to a comedy show. Cause they're here, I know it. I can feel it in my jean jacket. You know, it's like. Somebody just say, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, yes, I agree. There have been children in the audience. There have been elderly people. It's a whole thing. So I'm so grateful to this show, and I just want you guys to give it up for yourselves for coming out to see some live stand-up. And I, man, I, you guys just did a golf clap. I literally mean, did you hear what I said before all of that shit? <laughs> You guys must like me to some degree. You know that I just like proselytize about gratitude for like five minutes and you're like, yeah, we're grateful. I mean, I want you to really, it's the last time you get to give it up for yourselves. Fucking do it, man.
I'm proud of you guys. That was your moment and you took it. Not everybody gets second chances. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. It's so great. Um, let's see. What are my jokes that I wanted to do? You ever fart up the front? <laughs> Through the boobs? <laughs> the person that really liked it really didn't like the tag. They were like, oh! No. I said that like two days ago and I was like, I'm gonna fucking say it. Why not? <laughs> Through the boobs? <laughs> Am I right, fellas? <laughs> I do wonder that. Does it does it ever split the ball? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and then just roll all the way around like that children's toy, the ball that just goes just like a fart just Just squeezing the end. I mean, might as well go out with a bang. You know what I mean? It's like a real dick joke. Um, I went to the gynecologist the other day. It's been too long. I could not remember the last time I was there. But I will say that when I went, I knew the hell when my last period was. Because the last time I went to the gynecologist, they were like, when was your last period? I was like, I don't know. And they do not like that answer. And look at this haircut does not change their mind. <laughs> it's not a scientific answer to. Could you be pregnant? <laughs> Fuck you. It's insulting that you asked me that, honestly. You're supposed to provide me with that. How dare you? I know they have the ability back there somewhere. But I went to the gynecologist and I was sitting in the waiting room and they had TVs on in the waiting room, which I hate, but I can't do anything about it. So I just accepted that there were TVs in the living room. Living room? Waiting room. <laughs> I moved in. <laughs> and on the television sets in, I guess, my gynecologist's office, we've taken that step in our relationship. She was inside of me, so I guess... when you don't write jokes. <laughs> um, so my girlfriend was playing this movie. And I'm just kidding. My gynecologist's office, the movie that was on television, was Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> and I was like, I can't tell if this is offensive or liberating. It's... But also, I noticed every time Sally Field was on camera, because she gets a lot of singles coverage in uh, Hollywood lingo, that's just you on camera, right? I'm famous. <laughs> I've been in a lot of things that are considered web series. <laughs> it was you again! Anyway, where can you find it? I fucking don't know. Good luck. <laughs> But anyway, Sally Field in that movie, she's like, she's, it seems like she's angry at herself for being in the movie. She's like, Mrs. Doubtfire. 
<laughs> anyway, that's it. That's all of it. Do you want to know why I went to the gynecologist? Yes. I went to the guy. Thank you. I went to the gynecologist. Thank you. How much is that, Hannah? Uh, 13. Which means I can talk for 40 more minutes? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Two more minutes? Three. Three. Yes. That's more. Okay. The reason that I went to the gynecologist, not only because I'm reaching the middle to late 30 stage of my life, is because I thought there was something going wrong with my body because I'm getting old. There's a lot of shit. A matrilineal family. So I was like, I gotta go. Shit's different down there. This is abnormal. I'm checked in. I'm noticing these things about myself. So I made the appointment. I went to Planned Parenthood because I was like, I can get in faster. And they were like, what are your pronouns? And I was like, tears. (laughs) I told them, they, them. Thank you for asking. Then I went back in for the appointment. They were like, she's got an appointment. I was like, why did you ask? Why did you ask? Now I'm mad for no reason. And then they were like, it's going to be like $250 for you. You should just go to a gynecologist. You have insurance. And I was like, God damn it. So I did. <laughs> and then I went to the gynecologist. Well, I made the appointment. It was a bunch of days out. And I was like, man, shit is really going weird down there. What's going on? And then for some reason, I was like, maybe you should check in with yourself down there. And I did. And what it turned out to be was, I left my diva cup in for like 10 extra days. <laughs> So I'm looking for like a Kiwanis club or like a Lions to sort of do an adopt a highway situation. If they could just come by when my period's over and just check it out, clean up the litter that's going on. I always joke about how I forget about my period, you know, because I'm like a 13-year-old boy all the time. But like, I didn't know I forgot about my vagina completely. A hundred percent. It's as though it was metaphorically just in a lost and found at like a JCPenney's somewhere. <laughs> like El Paso. Okay, I think I have to leave. <laughs> I did just want to say that you can pry my overpriced, barely usable, inconvenient, privately held, for-profit healthcare from my cold, dead hand. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm not ending on that, because you're like, ah, that was stupid. I bought a BB gun. <laughs> I fucking did. I, my ass went to Dick's in the mall, and then I walked around the mall with a BB gun. It was in the box still, but I was like in a candy store with a gun hanging out of my, a BB gun, but like a BB gun. And then I took it over to my friends, because she was like, I've got a long yard, and I was like, perfect! <laughs> And we were so excited to, like, shoot cans and shit. And she was like, it's not going to hit the house over there, is it? I was like, no. And her husband was like, no way. And we're all, she's like 42, 45 or something. I'm 37. I'm like, it's fine. So, like, an hour goes by. We're shooting LaCroix cans because, of course. (laughs) And a butter box. Of course, I made the joke. (laughs) She's a real butter box. And then her husband was shooting, and he goes, oh, no. And the neighbor was going, 
hey! And both me and my friend went, oh no, oh! And hid, and I was like, Michael, you get it! You're the man! Those words came out of my mouth! I did not stand back up. I crawled into their house and was like, I told you that's well, it's hit the house. I mean, what can you do? It probably didn't break anything. So I highly recommend buying a BB gun. (laughs) Just be an adult about it. He was like, I'm sorry. I'll give you my Venmo. (laughs) And I was like, it's gonna, oh my God, we're getting arrested. (laughs) Okay, well, you ever fart up the front? (laughs) (laughs) Through the boobs? Fellas, am I right? (laughs) I wanted to do this whole bit about like, pimps and hoes and how there were definitely going to be people mad that I even said the words pimps and hoes and be like it's sex workers and I'd be like I'm not talking about sex workers it's offensive to sex workers see it's not a bit it's not I just saw some low riders on the way here and then I was like are those parties even going to happen anymore and then I was like I went to one of those and because I'm gay we were just two pimps <laughs> just like trashy lesbians basically great I was I, I, like just ready to just float off on laughs and then I was like, try it. Nah. Take the diva cup out, walk away. We have some really amazing comedians on our last show. Are you excited to hear them? Keep that energy up for our first friend, Georgia Brown! This is like Shakespearean, really. Um, Rhea was talking about her BB gun, and it reminded me that uh, last summer I went to go buy a gun, um, and they wouldn't let me because I'm an immigrant. And I was like, I think I need it the most. (laughs) So he did let me hold it, though, and I started crying. I'm from Canada. (laughs) This is weird. Is this in your way? Oh, it wasn't? Well, a good thing I moved it. Fuck. What a fun summer. I'm having a good summer. I don't know about you. I just got engaged. <laughs> thank you. Oh my, oh, my God. Thank you. Anybody else here currently engaged? Woo! You in the back? You two together? Yes. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Was hoping no one would steal my thunder, but <laughs> that's fine. Did you guys um, have a proposal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I can't see you. This is a gender or gender neutral audience. I don't know how proposals work with everybody, but did you propose to that person? <laughs> yeah? yeah? How did you do it? Uh, it was uh, kind of awkward. It was outside of a, of a burning house with a fire truck. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds so romantic. <laughs> that is truly beautiful. Um, that's enough of the story. I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> that sounds great. That's not... Totally planned. Totally planned. Okay. Is the police here? Are the police here? For a lot of us, I hope they're not. Uh, that's, that's honestly, like, way better than my proposal, and it's not a great story. Um, 
my proposal was non-existent. That's my favorite way to make it happen. Uh, it started with me coming home crying. Huge start. I'm an immigrant, I mentioned it earlier, and my visa to continue living here was denied. I've been here for like seven years, but I don't know if you've heard of him. The president is a bit of a nightmare. Um, <laughs> so my attorney, she called me and she's like, I'm sorry, your um, visa was denied. You either like have to leave immediately or get married. So I went home um, bawling, and then my boyfriend wasn't home yet, so I turned on a really sad episode of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) So make sure it was like a double part, so one where there's like a shooting in the hospital. Um, Just to make sure that like when he got home, I was still really upset. (laughs) So he got home, and through tears I told him, and then he just started laughing. And he was like, well, obviously, I'm going to marry you. Which would be, like, so romantic if we'd been together for, like, a year, even two, you know? And he's like, listen, I know we're not ready, but I know I want to spend my life with you. We've been together for six years. (laughs) So basically what happened is the government had to step in and be like, hey, man, if you don't lock it down, we're going to take her away. Okay? Jesus, be a man. <laughs> it's so wild. Like, I've wanted to be engaged for so long, like, way before I met him. Um, and, like, anytime there's some, like, dumb BuzzFeed list, it's like, how to get your man to kneel and give you a ring. <laughs> it's the worst title. I don't write for them. Uh, <laughs> I click on it every time. It's always like, number one, be chill. <laughs> like, number two, be so busy um those don't work you have to get the government involved i don't know if you need to call your senator or what okay i should submit my own list to cosmo that's like top 10 options to get your man to marry you number one be an illegal immigrant who's stupid hot thank you Option number two, uh, drug your boyfriend till he passes out. Then go murder somebody. Come back with the murder weapon. Put it in his hand. Wake him up. Tell him he did it. And the only way to not testify against him is if he marries you. That's it. So are your only options. There's no ten. I don't know why I said ten. There's just two. There's just two. Also, be chill. Be chill. I was really surprised my visa got denied because, like, Honestly, like, I'm a, we all know, I'm a very privileged immigrant. I'm, like, a blonde white woman from Canada. Um, the only way it could be better is if I was a man. So I, was, so I feel like if I went up to Donald Trump and I was like, hey, hey, hi, I'm actually also an immigrant, he'd be like, I don't mean you. <laughs> Get in the house, you know? Very privileged. I'm like, specifically this president, I'm like, you know, I'm his, like, wet dream. I look like the hottest version of his daughter. (laughs) Honestly, if Ivanka didn't have money, I would be better looking than her. You know it. (laughs) You know it. I was mad at my lawyer. I'm like, did we not send a headshot with my application? What are you doing? My personal life is pretty okay. I... I mean, it's great. Um, I'm in my 30s. I'm 30. I'm 30. It's not like in your 30s yet. I'm 30. I'm 31. Um, (laughs) And I know that 31's not old. It's not. 
but 31's not old if you're successful. Like, Rihanna is born the same year as me. And it's like, oh my God, Rihanna, you have done like so much in just 30 years. That's amazing. But with me, it's like, um, did you even get out of bed in the last 30 years? <laughs> like, who are you? We don't know you. <laughs> For me, being in my 30s just means I'm rolling my ankles a lot. <laughs> that and that now you can just come in me and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> All right? Try me. It's not going to work. You know? It's like, I think it's only easy to get pregnant when you're 16, and that's why they make a show about it. <laughs> Nobody's making a show about a 30-year-old who's pregnant because they're like, what if something happens and we have to shut down production? <laughs> oh, it could be a short season. <laughs> I, haven't used, I haven't used condoms in like five years and I have never had an accident. I've been like, fuck yeah. Now I'm like 30-ish and um, I'm like, oh, I probably just can't ever have a baby. So <laughs> they've asked me to get off stage a while ago, so I do have to go. Um, <laughs> But I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I love it here. Use condoms in 30 years. <laughs> I did have a podcast sponsor that sent me like a bunch of sex stuff, and I was like, I don't know, send the sex stuff. I use Diva Cups, obviously. I'll leave them in for a long time. I don't I don't need a bunch of tampons with fashion labels or whatever. <laughs> send, sure, send me the sex shit. And I did not think they were gonna send me condoms, and they did, and I was like, My God! Like, I just didn't think I was gonna react that way. The box is huge! I don't know. It's very weird. <laughs> There's only been one comic, but I already want to do some crowd work. <laughs> We're gonna go over, and I don't care. <laughs> I, I care about the UCB people who work here, but we're going over by a little bit. Not by a lot, but how was your day? I'm so smooth with my, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Great. What did you do today? Anything fun? Um, nothing. <laughs> <sighs> well, <laughs> thanks for coming to the show. <laughs> now you can safely say you've done something. Proud <laughs> work. I attempted it once at this show and I just like pointed at a woman, not unlike I just did to you, and you were terrified. I apologize. I'm never doing stand up again. And I was like, How are you? And she was like, Meh. And then I saw that she had a, her arm in a cast, and I was like, Oh no, how'd that happen? And she just went. <laughs> so I took a long vacation from <laughs> crowd work. I'm like, you know can do that. I don't need to do it. So happy to get back out there, you know? <laughs> Georgia was great. Love Georgia. She's a friend. Um, this next comedian, also a friend and the comedian that I uh, mentioned to Hannah that I was like, I really love what she's doing. And I think you guys are going to love what she does for you right now. Give it up for Anna Saragina, everybody! <laughs> Okay. 
Oh, a woman in a jean? Come on. You know what I mean? What is this, the 90s? Okay, I love to start out strong. That's kind of my, that's my thing. That's kind of what I bring to the table. Oh, boy. Look, I, I, you know, I, I, okay. I heard, I heard, okay. I went to South By, we all know it, it rocks, okay. Okay. And, um, attended a little press conference and, uh, heard that straight men are canceled? What is this? Is this true? It's I come out here in a jean, straight men are canceled? What's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta, you know what I mean? You just gotta pack it in. Oh boy, straight men are, what are we gonna do without straight men? I don't mean to get political right up top, but you know, what are we gonna do without straight men? Without straight men, I, I, you, you showed up for, for a comedy show, you didn't know this was gonna be a spooky Halloween. You know what I mean? Without straight men, we wouldn't have that one poster of Johnny Cash, okay. <laughs> No poster, you know the one. You know the one, of course. He rocks so hard he can't help it. He goes. You know what I mean? He ro- I'll do it to you. Okay, he rocks so hard that he can't help it. Don't look at my butt. He rocks so hard he can't. By the way, Trump stole this from me. And that's rude. Okay, anyway, back to. Okay, so he rocks so hard he goes. Keep playing. Boys, keep playing. Okay, here we go. Okay, now you get a private show. Okay, here we go. You can't look at my butt, so that's fine. Okay, here we go. I mean, what is that? Without straight men, none of that, okay? Oh, got it. Never that again. Without straight men, we wouldn't have that poster of uh, dogs playing poker. Come on! Come on! You know what I mean? What am I supposed to talk to my son about if we don't have that poster? Of dogs playing poker? What am I supposed to talk to my son about? Huh? Without street men, what would a, what, what would a platform like Bumble even be? Ah, well, you know? Have you been on there? You'd know it if you had. Here's an impression of street men on Bumble, since we're all dying for it. Okay, here we go. Since we're, just to make sure we're all dying for it? Okay, here we go. Street men on Bumble. Bumble, Star Wars! What's that? Star Wars at the lake with my cousins. Okay. 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 Straight men are literally always talking about their cousins. I'm shy, so this is how I hide. Oh, okay. All right. Without straight men, what would stand-up comedy even be? I gotta go off. I gotta go acoustic for this one. Straight men are amazing at stand-up every time. And... And I say to myself, why? What is it? You know? And it, what it is, what it is, so what it is, um, what it is, is they take the microphone out of the stand right away. Um, it, yeah, uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Exactly. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So I'll do an impression of straight men doing stand-up. Is that okay? Is that okay? Okay. All I need from you is a huge round of applause as you would for a man. This goes. We're probably, we're probably there, so it's out of the way. Okay. 
get a nice pace going. Take up a lot of the space. I deserve it. Okay. This is me walking New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah, New York. Okay, ever heard of it? On any given night, I like to do comedy 37 times. This is me at the Hollywood Improv, winging it, okay? This is me, this is me at the Laugh Factory, turning out the laughs, okay? Oh my God, and then this is me telling it like it is for a couple of minutes in Silver Lake. Just a couple of minutes. Oh, a couple of minutes in Silver Lake. Beatles, Beatles or Stones? Or Stones? Why can't it be both? Why do I gotta choose, huh? That's the Sophie's choice right there. My girlfriend's here, she is young. I gotta get up! I gotta get, she's 18! Okay, make direct eye contact with a woman! Who sat in the front row and was very brave. I'm gonna be very threatening up here dating. I'm gonna... <laughs> dating, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do dating tonight, dude. I'm just dating tonight, dude. Okay? Dating's weird. That's it. That's straight men doing stand-up. The burden. Uh, You know, I... Oh, my God. How did they... I can't do that because I'm not a man. (laughs) But I'll do an impression of me doing stand-up. Is that okay? Is that too much? Okay, all I need from you is a huge round of applause as you would for a man, please. Dating's not that weird. Okay. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go soon. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I mean, I've done it all. Um, before I go, I don't like to share personal stuff, but you know, what the hell? You know, what I mean? you know what the heck? Um, the other day, and it's no big deal, but so it's no big deal. But um, and I'm shy, so I'll look this way. The other day. Um, the other day, um, I got eaten out. It's no big deal. No, 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 no. I, no, you don't even have time. No, please, I don't. Come on, I don't need that. But I did. Thank you. Those who didn't clap, is it because you don't believe me? And is it because you can tell I'm an immigrant? 
Also, huh? I didn't even need to share that. No big deal. It's more chic to say I'm not, but if you didn't clap and you don't believe me, it's because, and you think it's because I'm an immigrant, that's rude. Okay, and there's the door, and we don't appreciate you. Here's an impression of you. Uh, They can come here, but they can't come here. That's rude. That's rude. There's the door. Get out. Anyway, I got eaten out the other day, and thank you. I did. Thank you. You know what? I did. I got it. Thank you. I, an immigrant, got eaten out right here on this stage, on this soil, okay? Anyway, I got eaten out. Ever been, okay, has anybody ever gotten eaten out for too long? Ever been there? <laughs> Ladies? You've been getting eaten out for too long? You're like, what is this? You know what I mean? You're like, what? It, it feels pretentious. Ever been there? You're getting out, eating out. You're like, still? What, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? You're like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I got taxes. What are we doing here? I'm getting eaten out right here. The other day, you remember, you were there. So we were all there. I'm getting eaten out. I'm wearing big jeans. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm getting eaten out. I go, this feels pretentious. I go, what is this? Jazz? Ever been there? <laughs> I go, what is this? Because I love music, so I go, what is this, jazz? You know what I mean? So I'm getting eaten out, and the guy, sorry, says heteronormative, yes, I gotta get off the stage. He looks up at me, he goes, what? I go, what is this, jazz? And then I go, yesterday. Voice of an angel, by the way. All my troubles seem so far away. Guy goes, what? I go, what? He goes, what? I go, what? I give it right back to him, you know? He's still eating me out. He goes, well, in that example, I mean, you said jazz, but then the example you used, that wasn't jazz. He goes, that was the greatest rock band of all time. The Beatles. Okay, I go, Mark? Marin? Is that you? Are we kidding? Who are your guys? Lock the gates! Anyway, if you're going to eat someone out, please do. But when you're done, don't say much. Just say my compliments to the chef. That's it. Compliments to the chef. <laughs> One more time for Anna and Georgina. <laughs> this next comic, I asked him to do the show, and he said yes, and I was so grateful for that um, because he is uh, not only like honestly. Uh, hey, Ria. Yeah, what's up? Hey, sorry. I think we're gonna change the order, actually. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Give this heartfelt. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> All right. Um, is it a, is it a man person? It is not. Great. I love this person. <laughs> I'm very good at my job. Great. I'm so glad she's here. <laughs> Uh, I I absolutely love this person. I love her stand-up. I, we did improv together very recently, and that was a real treat. Uh, <laughs> and you may love her from uh, Nailed It, just like I do. Sorry, I don't know why I was in... What the fuck? I don't know. I'm good at my job, but this, holy shit, I'm trying to... Okay, I love her. 
She she also played principal photography on season two of Take My Wife, which is perhaps one of the greatest character names of all time. She is also the host of Nailed It on Netflix. Please give a warm welcome to Nicole Byer, everybody. Away offers high-quality luggage at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from nine colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, both of which are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, the medium, or the large. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, which is lightweight and unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. And the 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. Best of all, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord and Thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, Away will fix or replace it. Try it for 100 days, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. I absolutely love my Away suitcase. It's it's taken an absolute beating, and it honestly still looks brand new. I love having the charger on hand with me, and I did have some trouble with the charger. I sent it... I didn't even have to send it back to them. They sent me one literally the next day. They're a great company, super easy to work with. So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash P-Y-H-T and use promo code P-Y-H-T during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash P-Y-H-T and use promo code P-Y-H-T for $20 off a suitcase. show has been running for six and a half years and I just want to say it's a safe space for straight sex you know it's great <laughs> it's like it you need to be heard you know <laughs> one more time for Nicole Pyre everybody. also that doesn't mean it's straight sex just because we're talking about dicks and vaginas just want to correct myself doesn't mean it's straight still gonna be queer I'll shut the fuck up and never do the show again. I'm just kidding. Sorry to bring it up. People are more sad that they're like, ah! Anyway. How are you guys doing? I just wanted to reset everybody just a little bit. I realized I was standing sideways. How are you doing? You're sitting on the front. Great. What did you do today? Anything fun? You were just born? <laughs> no, I just was. I, I just. I, I just enjoyed being here. I did not do much. Shot. Sir. <laughs> You're new. And you just enjoy being here. Yeah. What a fucking beautiful statement that is. Where did you. Are you you're new to Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah. Is it your first time of the show? Yeah. Where did you come from? Australia. Australia! Hello. I'm sorry, that's offensive. Australian white people doing Australian accents is the only offensive white person. So racist to white people. White people are like, shut up. <laughs> Great, I'm going to stop doing jokes because these aren't jokes. <laughs> we have two more comedians on the show. Are you excited about that? 
This next comic, friend of the show, busted his little butt to get over here, and we're so excited that he did. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Patton Oswald, everybody. Lola is a female-founded company that believes women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. They offer pads, liners, BPA-free plastic applicators, or non-applicator tampons. Plus, gynecologist-approved cleansing wipes that are safe for use anywhere on the body. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. Change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And for every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. I got some Lola's products. I absolutely love them. The personal care wipes are very convenient. I throw a couple in my bag, and then I've got them with me whenever I'm at the airport. Plus, it's sent right to my door. They're well-designed. The fragrances are nice, very simple, and all the ingredients are right there. So for 40% off your first month subscription, visit MyLola.com and enter PYHT when you subscribe. That's MyLola.com, code PYHT. I came, but I am dented. <laughs> yes. Pat Oswald, everybody. Oh, yeah. I do want to take one second. Who knows that I play baseball in here? <laughs> A lot of people. That's cool. That's cool. You guys know that about me. I don't know like where you heard it from me, but... <laughs> fucking cool that you know that uh i do just want to say one of my best pals from my baseball team my pitcher is here so i want you to give it up for oh, phil over there and he's wearing my hat with my name on it i love you phil come up here get up here phil this is my pitcher phil everybody world series champion right here this guy give it up my friend this is just the cool shit that happens in your life you know and then you can be like come up here and he's like yeah so some more cool shit is gonna happen remember that cool intro that i was starting earlier <laughs> so i asked this comic if they would be on the show and they said yes and i was so grateful for that because not only are they one of my dear friends they're also Quite literally, one of the biggest reasons that I started doing stand-up. When I lived in Chicago and was listening to stand-up podcasts, this was the person that I was like... I also saw him do stand-up in Chicago in like 2007, record an album. I had no idea that's what it was going to be. And I went and got to listen to that album, and I was like, holy shit, this is what stand-up comedy is? This is great! I don't know how to do it! And then <laughs> I started listening to stand-up podcasts at my job like a couple years later, and I literally listened to every podcast that he was on. And I loved everything that he had to say. I just thought he was the greatest. I met him a couple times at shows. I had him sign my copy of There Will Be Blood. It was great. And then 
this show started and he was booked on the show and I did stand up on this show and then we just like became friends and now we go to baseball games together and we hang out and he's one of my best friends and I'm so stoked that he's doing this show and then he's the final comic on the show because it means so fucking much to me. It's the coolest thing and I'm so grateful that I get to introduce the final stand-up comedian on Put Your Hands Together, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> The other day, I went into a uh, novelty store because I'm a fan of hilarity. <laughs> and I noticed that they had updated the packaging on the old uh, gag peanut brittle can. You know that gag? It's, it's a, it looks like a can of peanut brittle. And then you open it up, and the snakes pop out. I think the best time to get someone with this gag was the 1800s. <laughs> like before entertainment was invented and people just sat around and looked, looked at fire. <laughs> but they updated the, f the font on the packaging <laughs> because that was the problem. But I don't know if, like, there was a shakeup at the novelty company. Some new guy came in, like, we're not doing things my dad's way anymore. <laughs> Gentlemen, no one would be fooled by this outdated-looking can of peanut brittle. I want five modern fonts on my desk by five o'clock. Five by five. And yes, I am aware it's a Saturday. <laughs> Do me a favor. Uh, why don't you take the rest of the day off? Spend time with your kids. Because you're fired. <laughs> oh, that put the fear of God into the rest of those dudes. Because they got it done. And now that peanut brittle can looks as modern as can be. So if you were to come up to me and say, Paul, would you care for some canned peanut brittle? I would of course say, oh, canned peanut brittle. My favorite snack. I've already had some today, but I, I can't seem to say no. I guess the problem is, being a canned peanut brittle lover is, canned peanut brittle is just all over the place. You can't avoid it, so you might as well give it a temptation. I think that is my favorite thing about canned peanut brittle. It is so plentiful and readily available. I, here's my routine. Every week I go to the grocery store, I head straight to the brittle aisle. Do they have peanut? Yes. I buy several cases. Of course I'm popping a few cans on my way home. 
Why wouldn't I when I could just buy it anywhere else along the way? You can get it at the gas station. You can get it at church. Uh, Can't be a barrel. It might as well be water for how common it is. So if you say to me, Paul, would you like some canned peanut brittle? I have no reason to be suspicious. I'm sorry. Why did I even say that? Shame on me. Here you are, nice enough to offer me some canned peanut brittle. We've already established how common a snack it is. And I bring suspicion into this? If your offer is still good, please, I beg of you, may I partake of your offering of that sweet snack that I adore so, canned peanut butter. No, no, no. I'll open the can. You have done enough. <laughs> oh, it's a twist off. Very convenient. <laughs> oh! oh! Oh my god! Oh! Oh, my heart's beating like a jackrabbit! Did you see what just happened? You were nice enough to offer me some canned peanut brittle. We have discussed ad nauseum how common a snack it is. As I was preparing all of my taste buds for what I assumed was going to be peanuts encased in a solid sugar shelf. Two venomous cobras leaped out of the can. I'm pretty sure one of them tried to hook my eyeball with a fang as he gained his freedom. Oh, now I don't know where you got this particular can of peanut brittle. One of any thousands of shops in the area, but you gotta go back there. Tell them they got a bad batch from India or something. I don't know, because... What? 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 metal springs encased in vinyl. (laughs) Sir, you have fooled me twice. (laughs) Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
watching the show and supporting it. Listening to the, give it up for the people that listen to the podcast. from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.